Your podcast starts after this quick message from Clear. The average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for allergens and germs to get in your nose and body and wreak havoc. That is, unless you regularly clean your nose and sinuses. So for healthy breathing and a strong body, use Clear Nasal Spray. Clear is a natural nasal spray featuring xylitol, an ingredient clinically proven to work against bacteria and effectively clean, not just rinse, your nose. Clear Nasal Spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. In fact, in a recent study, researchers found that xylitol nasal sprays like Clear are just as effective as leading medicated nasal sprays. For better breathing, get Clear today. That's spelled X-L-E-A-R. You can find it at all major retailers, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Sprouts, Whole Foods, and everywhere else. The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast. Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Taz Show, Superwoman Wellness, where you know that every episode, I am determined to bring you back to your superpowered self. I have an amazing guest today, Robin Eucalyst. She's been on our show before, but if you don't remember her, if you've not been listening, she's a board-certified wellness coach, a business owner, entrepreneur, a mom, a multiple hat wearer, and the author of two best-selling books, Go With Your Gut and Thin From Within. She's the leading authority on gut health and gut intuition and has appeared on The View, The Today Show, E! News, and The Wall Street Journal Live, just to name a few. Welcome to the show, Robin. Thank you for having me back, Dr. Taz. I oh, happy to have you back. Catch us up on your life. Tell us, tell us kind of where oh, you gosh. are. I think you've had some changes and just, just a few. This, this doesn't look turn. like Brooklyn. This doesn't look like Brooklyn. This doesn't sound uh-huh. like Brooklyn or Los Angeles. So my husband and I are both work for ourselves, entrepreneurs, have one child and have been traveling the world, live like by coastally. Yeah. And obviously uh, this pandemic, COVID-19 and these times have brought all of that to a halt and created a very different life life for us. We ended up in the country in upstate New York, renting a house that we are now, I've not officially announced yet, but we are buying this house. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. I know. Thank you. We're kind of buying a house by accident. It was like, well, moving such a pain in the butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here, I mean, it's obviously a little more than that, but we are happy here. My husband's been able to work from home. I've been able to work from home. I have my daughter. There's an outdoor schooling program for her here. Yeah. And it really has been the ultimate lesson of I had no idea that this is where I would be, but here I am. So can I just be here and appreciate all the gifts that have come along the way and not knowing the future? Can I just, can I breathe with that? Can I be as okay as I can be in just this current moment? I think that's such a great point. The pandemic has been interesting is for so many of us to pivot and to find parts of ourselves that I don't think we knew were there and to maybe tap a little bit into our authenticity. And as world travelers, do you miss it? Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, like I was exhausted. I used to say, oh, my amazing life is killing me. Like it was a joke almost, you know, in a suitcase out. And it was incredible. I am grateful. Oh, my God, the gifts and uh, I mean, blessings in my life. Amen. Bless you. Thank you. But um, (laughs) to have gotten a break, a true break from that, to be grounded in a way from that in so many ways you know, grounded from air travel, grounded in our bodies, grounded to the earth, because I have been in nature and what a gift that's been. Um, I trust that there's, there's chapters in life. And that was a, 
an amazing chapter for us to run around the world. And this is a different chapter. And if I can see this as a chapter and for what it is right now, I can also trust that there will likely be other ones in the future. And, you know, God willing, life is a long time. And can we give ourselves some grace and relax? And hey, we may be here for a couple of years. Can we find peace even under these trying times and these uncertain circumstances and really tune into the gifts that are prevalent in each of our lives, no matter what your circumstances are. Now, when you're telling me the story, you're saying it with so much calm and positivity and all that. Did you get there that quickly or was it, because I can tell you what I did. I mean, I went when everything happened in March. So I did this, like this downward spiral. And then I kind of evened out in April. And then I got super excited towards the end of April and through May, because I started getting all this creativity back Mm. and all this time back and time with my children and all this other stuff that I I really didn't have prior because like you, I was on a plane almost every week. I was doing something like I always was doing something and the forced slowdown, you know, while it scared me initially, it's taken me a while and I'm actually, I'm actually okay. You know, so what about you? Did you get there right away or was it a a bump and (laughs) and restart? So first of all, I'm not without my freakouts, my meltdowns, my no good, horrible, terrible, bad days, whatever yeah. the that cute children's book is. Um, they are absolutely there. But I want to, my answer is twofold. Two parts of this answer, absolutely. And I have to share both. The first is I am good in a crisis. I've said this, I've just always been this way. If something, the world is going into apocalypse, you want to be you. In, my, in, in my car. You all just right. do. You it's, have a card. Wild. I <laughs> just come find me. And you know, maybe I've, I'm innately this way. I think it, it was a bit from my upbringing. I, yeah. I, my father passed away from cancer when I was 17 years old and he had a surgery to, um, this massive surgery that, and then the stitches ended up splitting and he was bleeding. And I literally in that moment, I have chills sharing about it, but I remember being like, I know what to do. And I was just calm and I took care of the wound and covered it. And the doctor said to us, well, this wound now has to heal from the inside out. It needs dressing every single day. You can either be at the hospital for the next month or one of you can figure out how to do this at home. And I was like, I've got this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. And you know, it's just, again, I think it's innate. I think it's who I am. And I do think there's just this switch in me that who knows from lifetimes or whatever you believe, or this is just my constitution, you know, absolutely. On the flip side of that, I do want to inherently acknowledge and honor and be very truthful about my privilege. And in what's going on with everything in the world, my husband is in the mortgage business. He's an independent mortgage broker and his business has been thriving and we are very financially stable and comfortable Mm -hmm. and our needs are taken care of. We've had choices when many have not. Um, And just recognizing that is, you know, my white privilege, so many layers of privilege that I have there and opportunity that have been given to me and work that has been created by my husband and his industry and mine as well. And what my work has given back to me. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about all the positivity and gratitude that we want, but you know, these are the, the realities and the truth of the foundation that I believe feeds into me being able to be that way as well. And I just, well, I think, you know. I mean, that each role that we play serves a purpose, right? So, you know, you call it privilege and I know a lot of people call it privilege and I don't want to have a debate about that, but it's just, it's just kind of what we're each born into and what we do with the tools that we're given. I think that ultimately is the test, right? So, you know, I know that you're trying to do amazing things with the tools that you've been given. And I think, yeah. you know, you'll continue to do that in the years ahead. 
And it leads me to something because I don't remember and I could be forgetting, so forgive me, but I don't remember talking to you last time as much about grounding and Mm. guided meditation and being centered and being calm. It's definitely a need for the times that we're in right now. I can tell you that many people, you know, I have patients that are like you sitting in the same seat that you're sitting in. And then I have patients that, you know, are not. And the unifying theme amongst them all is this fear, overwhelming sense of fear and uncertainty. And it comes in different tones and layers. Sometimes it's financial. A lot of times it's not financial. It's a true concern about their families, like the Mm -hmm. health of their families, children, what's going on with the kids, you know, and all these other concerns. So, you know, I think that, that this constant of fear and anxiety and uncertainty that this pandemic and this time has given us you know, while we all have slowed down and that's been a gift, I think that uncertainty, that fear, that anxiety eats away a little bit at the pursuit of authenticity, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But with this grounding and this guided meditation, talk to us a little bit about that. How can we use that as a tool? And how did you get into that? Because I don't remember this conversation unless I'm forgetting. I don't remember this conversation from last time. No, you are, you're, you're spot on. You do remember, trust, trust that memory you got going on up there. So yeah, so my first book is about gut health and gut intuition and how they're connected. Go with your gut. My second book, Thin From Within, is about emotional weight and how that's connected to our gut. And that was my conversation. And I got to a point in my career, I've been in year 12 of this, where I was like, I don't want to talk about weight anymore. I don't yeah. want to talk about body image anymore. I mean, I do, but like, that's right. not where my heart is at. Right. And if anybody follows me deeply kind of behind the scenes, they know that's not my actual work. Right. If someone's come to my, I mean, it is my front facing work more, but not when we peel back the initial layers. Yeah, and right. so if anybody would come to one of my retreats or be in one of my higher level coaching programs, what they'd realize is, I spend most of the time taking people through feeling grounded in their bodies, meditating, breathing, journaling. And I had this moment last year. I was like, where am I really going with this? What's next? What's exciting me? And I was like, I just want to teach what I've been able to teach kind of more behind quieter, closed, intimate group doors that I can Mm -hmm. now take that into the world. And so when this um, pandemic hit, I I was called to start doing these, what I call guided grounding sessions. And what they are is it's a form of, you know, guided meditation, but the the goal of it is to ground you, to feel your feet beneath you and to be in your body. Mm -hmm. Because I believe through all of this, no matter what your circumstances are, emotional, energetic, financial fear, everything. If you can breathe and feel your own heartbeat and your own breath, you are going to be so much better equipped to handle anything that that day is throwing at you because it truly is. It's never been as quite a roller coaster as it is right now. And we've had that, right? You wake up one day, you're giddy and laughing. You wake up the next day and you're crying. And sometimes that's happening over the course of an hour. And so can you ground through all of that and just do the next right thing? And so that's what I've been teaching on my Instagram. And it's been something I've been doing, like I said, in my year in years of leading retreats and coaching programs, it just wasn't necessarily in the front face, you know, front of house of my business. Yeah. <laughs> so, so grounding meditation versus other types of meditation, talk us through that. And maybe we can even try one if you're up for oh, it. I, love, I would love to. It's anytime anybody asks me, do you want to do a guided? I'm like, yes, please. I know. Right. And it. how much time <laughs> do you need for a guided? I could, do, I could do it in two minutes. Anything. Yeah. You got. Okay. yeah. I, I mean, I we could take five it. minutes, but yeah. yeah. So there are all different kinds of meditation. 
the thing that I hope to achieve is I come into my life where it's not necessarily that I could get 20 minutes on a pillow, which is amazing, but may not be realistic or just not the top of the priority list for people to commit to, right? It's, it's right. especially hard when you have littles. I have a four-year-old daughter. And so the type of meditation I teach is sometimes you can be on a pillow. Sometimes you can be laying down and sleeping. Sometimes you can be in your kitchen doing the dishes. Mm -hmm. My most important goal is that you're just taking a minute for you to breathe and be in whatever it is that comes through. So what the meditations do for me, and I'll give you guys experience, is it just, it, it just takes my nervous system and just goes, shh, it just brings everything down. And not that we're solving world peace with this, but necessarily, <laughs> you know, but like when my daughter's pulling on me for the 10th time in 10 minutes, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm breathing, I'm in my body. I'm not yeah. trying to escape. And then all of a sudden wondering why I have a pounding headache later, or I'm not yeah. sleeping that night. It's getting really good at taking care of ourselves in the moment, not later. Mm, I love that in the moment, not waiting for all this stuff to pile up mm -hmm. and turn into inflammation and all the other things that I get to see in the exam room. Exactly. So I love it. Well, let's try one. Let's see how let's it works. Let's try one. Let's see how it works. Okay. So if you can, and you are able to, like I said, you can be doing the dishes, driving, whatever is you need, but if you are able to, and you feel safe to please close your eyes. Hmm. And if you are keeping your eyes open, perhaps imagine some black or gray or navy blue, whatever speaks to you, curtains kind of drawn around the side of your head, through the back, around to the other side. So you've kind of got this little U-shaped curtain or blanket of calm and intention. And before we do anything or change anything, just see how you feel in this moment when we have removed a sense of yours when we've given our brain and our body permission to take in less data, less information, less listing to do now, to do later. And just in that primary sense of calm and quiet and in seeing what's there for you. Next, if you're able to, I invite you to place a hand over your heart allowing your breath to come into a smooth and gentle movement. Breathing in and breathing out. Finding a cadence that works for you, that feels supportive, that feels nourishing, that feels grounding. Seeing if you can feel your heart to hand, hand to heart. Maybe you wanna use some intentions of, I am connected to my heart, or I see you heart, I feel you heart. Maybe moving your breath through that space in your chest. Recognizing the organ and how it pumps for you, connected to all of your other systems. And maybe moving next into the emotion of your heart. The feelings that lie there, that live there, that speak to you, that show up for you. Just breathing in all of that and breathing out all of that.
In our closing moment, I invite you to do anything that you need connected still with hand to heart. So maybe it's setting an intention for the rest of your day. Maybe it's asking your heart what you need and what would feel most supportive in the next hour. Maybe it's just taking a moment to recognize how good this feels and how simple and easy it can be to connect yourself to yourself, the center of you, the essence of you, the heartbeat of you. Let's take three breaths together to close, still with eyes closed, breathing in and out. The next inhale, recognizing all you showed up with and out. Last one on your own and out. Let go, let go, let go on that release. Give your heart a little rub, lowering hand and slowly opening your eyes. Coming back to your space. So great. Thank you. And just noticing, how do you feel? You know, did that change anything? Did that shift anything? I just feel more like everything went into alignment. Like I could feel my organs kind of going back to their, it's their spot. For, for me, whenever I do these things, I always, I think I've got too much going on here, but I always get tingling here. Mm. And I always feel a block here that other energy folks have talked to me about, you know, and I don't know, I think that's from childhood or whatever else. But when we do these deep breaths, it's almost like you can feel it stop mm -hmm. force down. So I mean, those are ways too. I think that these meditations ground you and help you because they help you to just be conscious of areas where you mm -hmm. might be stuck or, or yeah. block you, you know, so, so yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. So easy. And you do this on Instagram, correct? I just on Instagram. Yep. I do live sessions right now. I'm taking a little summer break. So depending when you're listening to this, I definitely have a full library on my IGTV channel and I'm going to be working on some other fun projects where I'll be in the media for everyone to get to do the Good. meditations as well. And typically I do use also really unusual meditation music. So I do yeah. electronic dance music. I've used fish music, jam band music. Yeah, I know all sorts of, all sorts of things. Um, I really like taking it off the special shelf and just making it something that's yours and adaptable and doesn't need to have a dogma or stigma right. attached to it. Right. I love it. So does that mean there's another book coming out? There, there's a book coming. If I can make some dang space to work on this, <laughs> I, I, I saw someone post, um, a pandemic is not a creative writing retreat. I know. <laughs> well, it's, there's all these memes about people that are like, oh, I'm going to bake and cook and hang out with my family more. And other people are like, I'm going to write that book and I'm going to start that business plan. And I'm going to do 50 other things. So, you know, whatever works for whoever is probably the way to go there. Any yeah. other advice you have? You uh, have some advice for us about Zooming mm. and to Zoom or not to Zoom and when to Zoom. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that and what Zoom might be doing to all of us, including our children who, again, are going back into the majority are going back into virtual school. So, yeah. So we kind of went into Zoom like like a head against a wall. <laughs> right? Like this is the thing we need to be using and doing. And I felt very fortunate. I've been using Zoom for years in my business. Yeah. So I'm familiar with how it feels. But a lot of people by now, I mean, we've been on Zoom for a bit, may have realized it's energy. It is a ton of energy coming yeah. at you. 
that you're exchanging. You're likely using a voice that you may yeah. not use. And more animated, right? Like, much more animated. Yeah. All my friends are like, I can't even get off the floor at the end of the day. Yeah. And so yeah. first an awareness, okay, this is a lot of energy. It's not just what you're putting out. It's coming to you. So you, if you would go into a conference, let's say you went to a conference with 50 people, 10 people, five people, there'd be a certain way that you would hold yourself. You would take a break after you have a cup of tea with you typically, hopefully, or a glass of water, you know, you would look up a bit and take a moment but we're just on in our homes and we've forgotten that our bodies need a little support around it. Mm -hmm. So first off, recognizing its energy. Next up, when you come to the space, you come to the room, I'm in space, I'm in space with people, maybe seeing how you can conserve your energy. Like, can I just be in, can I just breathe? Can I be here and just breathe? Can I take in, take out? A lot of people have a lot of anxiety and stress around performance. So I'm, I'm showing up in zoom and I've got my ideas and see I'm working and there isn't a pile of laundry over here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, can we all be in an energy of like everybody? Can we just breathe together, be here? We're all showing up and doing our best. Yeah. And then after that, closing out. Yeah. So trying to give yourself in my back-to-back -back coaching days, I always, you know, whenever I didn't have a big enough break in between, oh, I would feel it. Mm -hmm. So be vigilant. It may not, it might be something you have to fight for, even just a five, 10 minute break, but try and get a break in between. If you can get fresh air, sunlight on your face is incredibly healing, anything like that. Um, and then when you're done closing the computer, closing the workspace, and I really recommend if you've only got a couple seconds, brushing the energy off of you, like yeah. it's simple, like here I see, and you can just see it shaking, you can shake it off, whatever yeah. it is that works for you. Um, I also recommend an energetic shower at the end of the day. So maybe you're not a typical <laughs> shower person or salt bath, but yeah. literally like seeing everybody's because maybe you just talked about, I don't know, the red couch and like what, how we're going to promote this red couch and what the red right. couch campaign is. But it's not that you also picked up a fight somebody had with their partner that morning, their kid that was banging on the door the whole time and stressing them out. It's not just what was exchanged in the topic right. in the front of house in that zoom. It's all that energy. So at the end of the day, seeing everyone's stories, your stories just yes. roll down the drain yeah. or taking a very hot salt bath and seeing if that helps. And the same translates for our kids. They're used to being in a, cl in a classroom, but that classroom, they're used to getting serotonin drips and there's a energy yeah. exchange. They get, they get so much on Zoom. You don't get what you give necessarily. Mm -hmm. And so same thing, like, oh, hey, we just saw everybody. Let's do our little shake it off dance. And after it put on, maybe you do a song, pick a, you know, shake it off by Taylor Swift or something right. and right. shake off the energy and see how much that helps their spirits, their mindset, their emotions, because energy is real. It's scientifically studied. And I think the more we can understand that, even if we don't understand it, just being like, okay, clearly there's energy. I feel a certain way after a call. What can I do to support myself? And then lots and lots of water and just being as gentle and kind and, you know, have give your kids in the bath too. Just be like, okay, so you had named their friends in the classroom. So you had these five. So we're going to wash away all their stories yeah. and their answers too. And just, I want them I want you and your kids to be left with you. Like I want you left with you at the end of your day. I want your child left with just themselves at the end of their day, not their teacher stress or whatever the kids were showing up with. I want right. them to be them. I want you guys to be you. And so these tips might sound extra or out there. First of all, try it and see how it affects your energy, your sleep, your emotional well-being, all of the above. I am such a proponent and a fan of all of that. I know that this is incredibly draining. I've seen the drain. Mine are older. They're 10, mm -hmm. uh, now 11 and 12. And Zoom school, they would get like tech face, right? Just mm -hmm. it was like this puffy, 
yellowy look. And that's how I know now too, when they've been on their stuff too long, you know, (laughs) like weird kind of puffy. It's almost like their lymphatics got affected by it in some weird way. And so the antidotes I've always said are brushing water, Mm -hmm. drinking water, being in water, all of that other stuff to sort of offset that. So I think all of that is so important. Is and it, recognizing that's not extra. Sorry. Yeah, like, no. it's, not, it's, 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 if you're doing the zoom call, you have to do one of those things from the list too. I agree. I agree. This well, is not self-care it, or anything. It's mandatory. It's mandatory. <laughs> yeah. So well, I look forward to whatever you have brewing next and thank, thank you. you for joining me today. If everyone wants to do more grounded guided meditations. What's your Instagram handle? What's the best way to find So my name, Robin Euclid. Um, if that's hard to spell, the, my first book's called Go With Your Gut. You can see my author handle there. It's sold everywhere books are sold. And then you can find your way to my Instagram page as well. And then of course my website, I've got free meditations there and blog posts and all that good stuff. Fantastic. Well, thank you for taking time out to be with us today and keep us all in our bodies. For everybody else, thank you for joining this episode of Superwoman Wellness, which remember it's on Spotify as well. So remember to rate and review it and share it with your friends. I will see you guys next time.